Welcome to the See the Upside podcast. I'm Nina, your podcast host. On the show, we dive deep into all the ways to uplevel your life with a focus on positivity and growth. Interviews with industry experts and innovators in the areas of wellness, spirituality, relationships, personal growth, and more shed light on all of the best practices. We talk about how to overcome obstacles, find positivity, and create and live an authentic life you love. Every challenge is an opportunity for expansion. That's what I like to call seeing the upside. Whatever challenges you've been through, be it divorce or otherwise, you deserve to discover and live your very best life. We're here to help you find it. Thanks so much for joining the conversation, and I really hope you enjoy the show. You can follow us on Instagram at c.theupside, on Facebook at c.theupside, and visit our website at c.theupside.com. My guest today is Charles Dickens IV of Champions Yoga. Charles and I met when he was a yoga instructor at Core Power Yoga as I was first going through my separation and divorce. Charles was not only one of my favorite yoga instructors, but became a coach, inspiration, light worker, and friend. These days, Charles has started his own yoga venture called Champions Yoga, which is focused on supporting businesses and their employees all over the world. His unique wellness program is inspiring workers to get fit in their mind, body, and spirit. Through online yoga sessions, special events, both virtual and live, challenges, and amazing local affiliations with wellness-related businesses, Champions Yoga is setting out to revolutionize the American workplace. With measurable results like increased productivity, reduced healthcare costs, more energy and focus, more confidence, lots of collaboration and community that we are all craving, what company wouldn't want this for their employees? Charles and I love to talk about all things yoga, but we also touch on wellness, spirituality, life's challenges, daily rituals, business ideas and ventures, and a million other things. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. I always learn something new when talking with Charles, and I know you will too. Let's get to it. Hi, Charles. Thanks so much for joining the See the Upside podcast today. We're so grateful to have you here. Hey, Nina, it's so good to be here. I appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure when we get to connect. So great. Well, to give everybody a little bit of background, Charles and I met at Core Power Yoga, where Charles was a yoga instructor. And I was really in the heart of my divorce when I started going to your yoga classes and we just developed a really nice connection. We became good friends and I just always looked forward to your yoga classes. It gave me a lot of strength and inspiration and just was like a light in, in a time that was really, really difficult for me. Thank you for that. I'm always grateful for that. And Although you're no longer with core power, you're still doing what you do best, teaching yoga, inspiring people to be their best and doing your things. Let's start by talking about what you're doing now, your new business champions yoga. Tell us about that. Yes, Nina. Again, uh, thank you. See the upside for having us today. We appreciate your community and we're always looking for ways in which we can support 
support people on their wellness journey. With Champion Yoga, we do focus on corporate wellness and we identify ways to help people improve along their wellness journey by targeting the mind, the body, and the spirit. Because as our healthcare cost continues to increase, our mental health and wellness needs to be a priority now more than ever. Our society, we're suffering from depression, stress, eating disorders, obesity, and especially suicide continues to increase. And what I've come to find out is that as long as we continue to champion the power of community, we keep people connected, we keep them engaged, we keep them motivated. We can not only shift that internal dialogue that can help weed them out of that hamster wheel of negative thoughts that we tend to allow ourselves to stay in, and we keep people moving through their days with energy and enthusiasm, which for me is the most rewarding part. Because, you know, we were having a beautiful conversation before we started recording, but corporations, they tend to focus on Western-style medicine. They want to pump you with these pills, these drugs that have these side effects. Whereas if we take more of a preventative approach, if we hold people accountable, if we make them the champion of their own wellness journey to improve their mind, body, spirit, and positive mental attitude, I think not only can we improve individually, but as a society, we can help elevate the U.S. from being the number one in obesity, which in my mind just doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, I agree. So much of your well-being and health has to do with lifestyle. I think in Western culture, we focus so much of our wellness management on going to the doctor, getting prescriptions, treating symptoms. But I do think there's a bit of a shift happening. I think people are becoming more empowered to take care of their own health and looking at all the preventative ways rather than treating symptoms. So I I love that so much. And your girlfriend is also studying to become a naturopathic doctor, right? So you have, yeah, Ayla, who we love. Also training to be a wellness competitor. She's the queen of wellness in uh, my opinion she's the queen uh, in everything she's <laughs> the queen let's leave it at that we love her uh yes 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 absolutely so she is set to graduate this december from scnl science college of naturopathic medicine and her focus is women's health she has a strong background in pain therapy acupuncture uh, the list goes on herbs She educates me on a daily basis about ways in which even I can improve my own physical health and well-being. And, you know, I'm I'm continuously trying to find ways in which I could develop, I could flourish, I could evolve. I could just find that, you know, that next edge to keep me hungry to, you know, conquer and achieve that next goal. But she also does a beautiful job uh, pulling me back down to earth and grounding me so that I don't burn out. Because uh, one thing that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is we get so caught up in our passion that we're running 100 miles per hour. Well, you can only run 100 miles per hour for so long. If you keep that rate up for too long, you not only forget to take that time to take care of yourself, but some of your relationships can begin to suffer. Uh, One thing that I've become more mindful of during the pandemic that I'm very blessed and fortunate of is that I've deepened my mindfulness and meditation practice. Because truth be told, Nina, I got upset 
at myself one time because uh, I was sitting down with Ayla every Friday night, date night. I think one of the keys to a happy, healthy relationship or marriage is you got to date forever. You got to keep it fresh. You have to have those staples in your routine that the two of you can both depend on. So a couple instances, you know, I was supposed to be, you know, present in the moment you know, we're sitting there eating our tacos for date night, watching the challenge on MTV. If you are not watching, if you do not watch the challenge on MTV, I encourage you to do so. It, it's just glorious to say the least. I don't even so, know what that is. We're going to, you're going to tell me later. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> good. They, they've had Lolo Jones. They have ex NFL players. Uh, the, have you seen the real world road rule challenge? No. <laughs> so in a nutshell, the challenge is, gosh, it is wipeout, survivor, fear factor. Are you the one? Even you could throw in, you know, some, you know, a uh, bachelor-esque type ordeal. So there's a lot of love and romance that take place. Oh. But there, there's also a lot of politicking as well. So there's a, there's several aspects to the game that you have to think strategically about. And honestly, it's, it's a pleasure to watch. That's that's one of our guilty pleasures. So, you know, at times... But back to date night with the tacos. I want to hear about your date night. Yeah. Yes. Uh, date night with the tacos. So... <laughs> my favorite so it, date night food, by the way. Tacos oh and a skinny margarita. Or a good yes. glass of wine. Honestly, if, as long as I have tacos and a margarita in my hand, I, I honestly have no complaints. Right. But, uh, but so Ayla, she was, you know, telling me about her day, which for me as her significant other, her rock, I'm starting to get better at, you know, sharing about my day, you know, that, that give, take relationship. But fellas, for those of you listening, your girl, you know, you're, you should be her number one cheerleader. So she's going to tell you about her day, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I think, you know, to reciprocate that, you should do the same. Tell her the good, the bad, the ugly about your day. Well, for me, in my instance, you know, I'm a Capricorn for those of you that are into astrology. I really am. Uh, I am. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not as expressive as I can be. So when she's, you know, sharing, you know, events about her day to me, Nina, in my mind, like I'm, I'm hearing, but I'm not necessarily listening because my yeah. mind's listening to my own internal dialogue of, Charles, you got a meeting tomorrow. You need to prepare for it. You need to hit uh, this sales quota coming up. Charles, you may not have, you know, presented as best as you could in this previous meeting. You know, what can you do to improve that? So I, I like I have this roller deck of a million things racing. And as Ayla's speaking, she knows that I'm like going through the Rolodex in my head because I'm like, yeah, yeah, babe, that sounds great. She's like, you didn't hear anything I said. I was like, She's like, come back, come back. I'm I here. Was like, she was like, yes, I did. She was like, no, I know you don't hear me when you say, yeah, yeah, babe, that's great. That's like your reaction or that's like your automatic response. So I was like, okay. So that is one thing I've become more mindful of is being able to understand that, yes, we're all on this earth to fulfill our highest purpose. And I feel like everyone is on a quest to identify that purpose, to identify what it is you're here to do and how you can insert that change into humanity. Because the reality is humanity needs our, 
needs our purpose now. However, what I've come to realize is there's no such thing as a work-life balance. I think that is a complete myth. I, I am not a fan of practicing or trying to find this 50-50, 60-40. It doesn't exist. I think it's more of a work-life integration. How can you integrate your work to go and work harmoniously with your lifestyle? So by being mindful of the integra of integrating work into my life, but still prioritizing those individuals I've cherished in my life, like Ayla, my parents, like you, Nina, I am becoming more mindful of not allowing my own inner dialogue to not be in tune or aligned with the present moment. Yeah. Well, it's all about just being present, right? Being mm -hmm. fully in the moment of where you are, whether that's at your job, at your desk, doing your, doing a project or whatever, or sitting at dinner with someone you care about and really listening and paying attention. And I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think a very important key to a good relationship is listening to each other, hearing each other, sharing with each other and really being there. I mean, being in that moment, yeah. I think that's so important. But another thing I want to talk about that we were mentioning is that mind, body, spirit connection. And mm -hmm. I think going back to kind of health and wellness and balance, work-life balance, all of that is so related to, you know, having a spiritual practice, knowing how to slow your mind down and, and get more awareness and control of your mind, deciding the thoughts that you have, choosing positivity, like let's see the upside and the many conversations that you and I have, we, you and I are so alike in the sense that we both are type A's. We like to give our best to everything. And the problem is oh, yes. we like our get, we like to give our best to everything all the time. So when I'm working, I still want to be cultivating my friendships and taking care of my kids and planning a great dinner and like exercising and doing it all. I want to do it all. And I want to do it all well, but I think it is finding a way to balance it all and taking care of our bodies with yoga, with a program like champions yoga and learning, you know, when we need to honor rest and caring for ourselves and mental wellness and emotional wellness and all of those things. I mean, it's all intertwined. It's all connected. Beautifully said. And I love the term integrate because when I hear balance, I tend to think that it must remain the same. Meaning if yeah. I have this routine, this routine must stay the way it is with for the test of time. And I just don't, I just cannot wrap my mind around that concept because I think as you continue to evolve your routine will continue to evolve and adapt as well, especially in, say you get married, you know, get a promotion, you know, have kids, you know, experience yeah. loss of a loved one, you know, a significant event takes place. There's constantly going to be those moving pieces. However, you touched on a beautiful part about your spirituality. Yes, the mind and body are critical. However, I think your spiritual wellness should be the first thing that you address in the morning 
and the last thing you pay the most gratitude and appreciation for at night. Because the reality is, is that you can have your inner conviction continuously to propel you forward to fight that good fight when you know you're serving something greater than yourself. I think us being natural, you know, human beings, and regardless if you believe in God, Jehovah, Allah, however you and your creator communicate is up to you. And that's what I love the most about spirituality is that you could make that intimate relationship your own because it's just with you and with your highest power. That's why I do not try to preach or try to force any religion or my own spiritual beliefs on someone because how I talk to my creator and how you talk to the creator are can be two separate dialogues. I mean, let's look at religion for a minute. There's three sacred biblical texts across, right? Because our creator will find our creator will find ways in which to communicate with us that resonates. And with that said, that's what you need to find. You need to find a way in which you can communicate to that source so that it can yeah. resonate with you because you want to remain open so that you can allow that genius pass through you so that you can really express what it is that you're here to do. But that does not mean get too deep into the woods to where all you're doing is looking up numerology, astrology, studying patterns. You must still apply maintenance to your physical well-being, your mental well-being, your social and emotional well-being, and especially your financial and occupational as well. Because I know one reason why you and I really clicked and connected, uh, I discovered yoga at 16 because my parents were going through a divorce. I had three sisters. I couldn't really vent to my sisters about what I was, you know, what was honestly going through my head at the time. But sure enough, I found out, you know, I could kind of, you know, talk to myself and have those moments on the mat where I could cry, be vulnerable, let it go. And literally, it's amazing how when you release tension in the mind at times, you release tension in the body. So when I started having those light bulbs click, I was like, this, this mat or this, this lifestyle, and yoga is more of a lifestyle. It's not about being flexible. It's, it's about, you know, how you interact, engage, and connect with other people so that you can have meaningful relationships because some people they do not know how to establish relationships they're cookie cutter or they're very surface level they're not getting too deep into meaning like Nina sometimes I'll I'll ask you you know how how's your spirit doing I think that's probably one of the most beautiful questions you ask someone because it gets right to the core right I love that so much yeah, how, how is your spirit doing? And regardless what anyone's answer is to me, my response is usually, you know, we'll keep your spirit wealthy, you know, because regardless of yeah. what's taking place, it is just a current obstacle that is in your way. And I think as we begin to appreciate obstacles, adversity, and challenges, not only do we build resiliency within the mind and the body, but our spirits also continue to become uplifted. And I believe they get closer and higher to God. Well, I think it's all about becoming and rising to be your very best self, whether it's physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, all of that. That's the point of yoga. That's the Mm -hmm. point of a spiritual practice. 
that's a, the point of having beautiful connections with the people you care about just to be your best. And going back to what you were talking about earlier to find your purpose in this life and world and time is, you know, that's what that spiritual connection is, is why am I here? How can I make this world a better place? How can I live my very best life and connect and experience the best that I can, you know? So I love that. Now let's, let's talk about the word champion and how that became a part of your yoga program and what exactly that means. Absolutely. Champion is honestly my go-to mantra to help myself overcome any internal doubt, fear, depression, anxiety, champions. I even have my own suicidal thoughts at times, if I can be radically transparent with you guys. Because it, it's honestly the reality. No one, te- no one taught me or gave me a program on how to overcome depression, grief, uh, jealousy, right? Or, or when your temper is at a 10, how to not blow your lid. No one, no one ever walked me through that. But what I've come to realize is as I continue to grow, develop, and evolve, you know, you're going to get hit with challenges. So being able to maintain composure in the face of resistance, indifference, and especially hostility at times, because as you continue to express your purpose, there are those that cannot see or hear your vision. They'll be blind to it. So it may upset them at times because it is beyond what it is they're able to comprehend. So you're going to get pushback. You're going to have some resentment. People that you thought were in your corner may not show you the actions that they're in their corner. And that's where you really just got to dig deep and rely true to yourself and who you are, that I'm a champion, regardless of what weapon is trying to impose their will against me, they shall not prosper. And I continue to call myself a champion. Sometimes, Nina, I have to say it on a weekly, daily, or hourly basis, depending on what goal or task it is I'm trying to tackle at that time. Yeah, well, I think being a champion, it's, it's not that you conquer fear. It's that you have fear and you do things anyway. You know, it's not that you don't have adversity. You don't have challenge. It's that even when you're scared and you have all those complicated feelings that you're talking about, like jealousy, frustration, anger, bitterness, all those things. And a lot of those things can happen in divorce too. It's figuring out how to move past them and, and get through them. But I love hearing your honesty and your vulnerability, because I think sometimes people believe that teachers like you, people that are in leadership positions and guiding other people like you are in yoga, which is really through mind, body, spirit that maybe you've overcome all those feelings, but that's not really how life goes. It's that we all are dealing with those things all the time, but it's that you get 
better at managing them. You get better, more mentally resilient, as you're saying, and stronger. And you learn to recognize it faster and you learn to let it go faster and not hang on to those feelings that sort of bring you into that low vibe and don't allow you to be your best you. So I love that you shared that and that, you know, that's still an honest struggle because you're such a, you're a leader, you're a role model, you're a guide, you're a coach, but you're also a total type A. I mean, you're very hardworking, committed, driven, you know, it's reassuring that you're human too, you know, that, that we all deal with those things that that's normal. Honestly, uh, absolutely. And I really view this pandemic as a blessing because I know we have all experienced our own form of pain and trauma. And with that pain and trauma, it can hit you in a multitude of ways, whether that's depression, grief, loss of loved one, job loss, you know, financial hardships. There's so many different aspects that people have experienced during this way. And if you've experienced pain or trauma in a way you hadn't experienced it before, you know, that in itself could take you for a whirlwind, right? So when you're in that whirlwind, you know, how do you get yourself back in the eye of that hurricane and really, you know, remaining focused and being the champion of your wellness journey? Because I honestly believe there's a divine order and everything happens for a reason. There's no such thing as mistakes. They're just lessons. They're opportunities for you to learn and grow and see what it is that you can take from that to make you stronger on your path. So even if you're battling, say, obesity, if you're battling depression, or if you're suffering from a mental disorder, you know, bipolar, regardless of what that is, I do honestly believe true in my heart that as long as you continue to remain focused and try your best to remain your composure on your wellness journey. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And that's what I wanna encourage everyone to be the champion of, is continue to find that light at the end of your tunnel because it's a lot closer than we give ourselves credit for. Our bodies are a lot stronger than our minds think that they are. And sometimes we have to get put in tough situations to really you know, come to terms like, okay, I really was able to get through that because there were certain instances like when I blew my knee out in college I had my surgeon tell me at 18 years old hey Charles uh, you'll never play football again you might have this you know limp for the rest of your life so what did I do you know I, I turned to yoga I did everything I could in my power to prove him wrong now here I am 50 pounds lighter stronger in the best shape I've ever been in my life and you know I attribute that you know honestly, to yoga and also to my spiritual practice and my belief in a higher purpose. So I encourage anyone and everyone that if you're listening to this message with Nina and I today and you're in a hard spot or you're, you know, you're going through your own challenge, adversity, pain, trauma, regardless of what that experience is, please understand you are a champion and everything you need to succeed is truly within your heart and soul. So I encourage you to deepen your mindfulness, your meditation practice, spend as much time with yourself as possible. Yes. The more time you spend with yourself, the louder your inner genius, your inner wisdom, your inner voice, however you want to call it, it becomes stronger because you are deepening your connection 
to yourself. Well, and I think one of the things that's so important about that, about meditation, getting to know yourself, spending time with yourself, you learn to tap into your intuition so much better that helps guide you to better decisions moving forward. You can, you can go in meditation and, and look into the past or the present and figure out how to handle a certain situation. But what you start learning to do is really getting that mind body connection. When you start feeling into, is this the right decision? What is my body telling me? And knowing yourself so much more, getting clearer about where you want to go, what, what do you want your life to look like, and really being able to take ownership for your life and accountability. And that's when you get to create your best life. You don't like where you are. That's okay. The first step to change where you are is to know how you feel about it, to step into the reality of what it is and become accountable and realize I get to change this, you know, and stop feeling that, that feeling of it's happening to me. I can't control things, you know, sure. There are things in life that you can't control, but generally you get to create this life. You get to do whatever you want and you can change anything that you're not happy with, whether it's a marriage, whether it's the, the way your divorce is unfolding, whether it's your relationship with your kids, whether it's your job, whether it's your health and wellness, whether it's your spiritual connection, all of those things are within our power to make better and have a better experience. Beautifully said, because I firmly believe that uh, everything happens for you. And we may not be willing to accept that truth, you know, when we're in the midst of that hurricane. However, once we are able to champion our journey and remain in the eye, of the hurricane, that's where we could step back and remain mindful of the fact that, you know, those sequence of events took place maybe to eliminate those people from my life, maybe to get me out of that job, maybe to get me on this next path, maybe to help awaken me and shake some other, you know, limits, beliefs, or bad habits that I may have had myself. And you touched up on several great parts about a meditation. And there's just a couple things that I want to iron out for our listeners. There's really three ways in which you can go about meditation. There's just the standard meditation that, you know, we're all, you know, pretty mindful of at this time. You you sit there. You don't necessarily try to control your thoughts. Rather, you are in the eye monitoring your thoughts. You're not necessarily your mind. You're not necessarily your body because your body moves according to habitual habits that you've already have accumulated over this time, right? So when you're meditating, you can take that time to observe the thoughts that are coming and then you can try to organize them to make sense of why they are coming at the rate in which they're coming and why you are experiencing them at this time. Is it due to guilt? Is it due to excitement? Is it due to joy, bliss, ecstasy? You know, you can come to those understandings yourself. Another aspect of meditation is visualization. And I encourage everyone to visualize at least twice 
a day. If there is one goal that you want to achieve within the next 12 months, I would dedicate five to 10 minutes, two times a day, feeling that energy like you already have it because you do, because you are your beacon of light. Anything that you want to manifest, everything that you're experiencing today is because of decisions you've made in the past. So if there's something you want to experience in the future, you should really try to champion those feelings today. So there's the standard meditation where you can sit and you can try to organize those thoughts. Don't try to, do not judge why they're coming. Feel them, observe them, and try to make sense of them. If you can, if there's a question that you have in mind prior to the meditation, that is also a powerful component. Then also, of course, visualization, try to feel that feeling as much as you can. And the third one, Mina, that I actually just discovered, thanks to uh, Tiara Cash, uh, she is an equitable mindfulness practitioner. I had the pleasure of speaking with her uh, and the Arizona State Center of Compassion, Resiliency, and Mindfulness. There's also contemplative meditation. And contemplative meditation is when your intention going into it is asking your higher self, your creator, your God for wisdom. And I think that is a very powerful tool that we can begin to integrate into our daily routines. Why wouldn't you want to dedicate some time to have that intimate conversation with your creator? So to wrap it up in a nutshell, let's say you're in a stressed state, try to do the best you can to just sit in stillness and just let those thoughts flow. Let those thoughts flow five, 10 minutes. Then once you're done, write those thoughts down and see that they're honestly just thoughts, nothing more, nothing less. This too will pass. And the second one, visualization, feel that feeling, feel that pay raise. Still you purchasing that car, still you racing down the highway, your Bentley flying spur with the top down, you know, rec- you know, whatever it is that you desire that your 12-month goal is, feel that feeling. And then the third one, which is I believe is the most powerful, go in with the question that you want your creator to share with you. Two potent questions that I would like to leave our listeners to is how am I best suited to serve humanity? I would ask yourself that question and just try to be as still and just see what's the first thought that comes to mind. Powerful. Love that. You must meditate for a while, like half an hour or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Now, yeah, 30 minutes. Yes. Sometimes even twice a day if I can afford the time. I feel yeah. like I get, I get my best answers in the morning uh, before sunrise. Yeah. I have my best conversations with myself and my creator in the morning, no questions asked. So the second question that I like to ask is, what is seeking to unfold during this chapter of my life? So the first mm-hmm. question would be, uh, how am I best suited serve humanity. Try your best to sit in stillness. Usually the first thought that comes is the first thought that's for you. And then what's seeking to emerge during this chapter of my life? 
champions. I love you guys for tuning in. So I'm gonna give you a third one because it's just <laughs> what must I what must I let go of to manifest my highest purpose? You're welcome. <laughs> I love it. They're almost actually one of one of the things, and maybe we do a collab on this. This could be cool. I've wanted to do a meditation intention deck so that you have like a deck of cards and each day you pick a card and it would have something like, Mm -hmm. you know, like an intention that kind of guides your meditation for that day. You have something to kind of focus on because sometimes I go to meditate and I'm like, just trying to get rid of thoughts, you know, and yeah, you know, walk, walk nice to have a focus. Walk me through your meditation routine. How do you how do you get in the zone? Because that's what I've come to realize. You have to be able to get into that meditation zone. So how do you get into your mindfulness zone, if you will? Yeah. So when I'm home, I have kind of a space that I meditate. I sit on the floor. I have a little area. I light a candle, you know, I kind of get it and it's always before bed. I, I don't have the focus and relaxation capability in the morning, partially because I think I'm just so kind of focused on going and, and driving in the morning. And I drink really strong coffee. So I think that kind of makes me not able, like my thoughts are just like darting all over the place, but at night I can do, I can meditate from anywhere from 10 minutes to 30 minutes, depending on how alert I am, depending on what I'm trying to work through, depending on just on the day. So I just sit on the ground and I usually kind of start with breathing, just kind of getting into a relaxed state, trying to sort of disconnect from my outer environment, disconnect from the day. And then I do a gratitude practice. I think of at least three things that I'm grateful for, usually focused on the day, but sometimes they're general, like having good friends or being healthy or something like that. But typically it's, it's smaller. It's more like what happened that day. And then depending on what's going on, if I'm struggling with a decision, if I'm working through an emotion or a conflict or something like that, I try to kind of settle into that energy and peel back the layers, like let go of the grocery list and the, the work projects and really kind of dive into what's going on inside and clear everything else out and try to allow the answer to arrive without kind of pushing it or, or manifesting, you know, really like just being and sitting and allowing, which is very hard for me. I mean, I'm very driven. I'm a doer. I'm not so good at letting go and allowing. And that's been something that I even meditate about. Like, how do I let go? How do I let things unfold? How do I learn to receive? I'm a giver and a doer. And I think I I've learned that I I'm, I want to change that. I want to have a more 
more well-balanced relationships. I want more well-balanced life. I want to feel better. I want to be happier. So focusing on that, like, how can I stop thinking that I need to fix and do everything? Yeah. And honestly, I I think that's unfortunately one of the downsides to uh, being a type A. We're, We're continuously trying to find ways in which to move the needle forward. Whereas in in reality, in order to move the needle forward, all we need to do is just be. We're we're so busy, you know, thinking, doing, trying to complete these tasks where the only task that should be on your to-do list is to serve you. And the more time that you appreciate just your own beauty, each molecule, each smile, each flaw, you know, you're down to your eyelashes, your teeth, you know, your skin, your nails, being able to, you know, look yourself in the mirror and just see pure bliss and joy will ignite that happiness within you. And just by applying little practices like that, like, I think affirmations are honestly one of the most powerful things in the world. It's, it can not only reprogram your subconscious mind, but it can literally just ignite that inner champion within you so that you never feel like you're inadequate at any time. And I did this one personality test, Nina. Um, I do not, I think it was an Enneagram. Yeah, it was an Enneagram. Yeah. What number are you? Are you a three? Yes, I am. I'm a three. We're three. (laughs) Oh my God. So, so, you know, as threes, you know, like, and I think it's hilarious. Our biggest fear is feeling worthless, which I thought, you know, it, it struck me to my core because I try to do and achieve and try to deliver so well. And I try to do my best to exceed others' expectations, including my own, to where I was like, damn, you know, I'm putting this added pressure on me that doesn't need to be there. So I think for our type threes out there, you need to increase your level of fucking because. Yeah. yeah, Because uh, I'm sorry for cussing, but there's no better way to say it than that because you, you are everything. And I, I think I'm slightly biased. I think type threes, you know, might be the best ones out there. That's what, so I did a podcast interview with an Enneagram coach and I told her that too. I was like, well, threes are the best ones. I mean, we know that. Yeah. And she was like, what? I mean, if, if our fear is, is not having our value received by everyone, I think one thing we can appreciate is that, well, t- that means type threes are putting in the work to deliver yeah. that. If I'm putting my name on it, I'm making sure all the T's and I's are, you know, crossed and dotted. So that's one thing I appreciate. So I'm starting to give less power to my inner critic and affirm the champion within by just being. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do a lot less doing and trying to do more being, especially Well, I think sometimes when we're doing, we're not allowing things to come to us. You know, we're like running right past it because we're so busy driving and running. It's like the universe is like, here you go. 
it doesn't need to be that hard. I'm giving this to you. And we're like, what? I'm going. See you later. Like, we don't even see it because we're just going. For you, don't run by me. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, and it's like, I know I need to stop being that way, but it feels really wrong and uncomfortable. It just is really, really hard. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable, but I'm yeah. learning to, to be uncomfortable and be okay with that. So I do want to circle back to champions yoga and make sure we talk yeah. a little bit more about how you're really bringing a new program to corporate wellness and to clarify, it is a corporate wellness program. You have clients like Intel and just big, wonderful international names that are working with you where you are offering your yoga and wellness program to these companies. What are some of the benefits that these companies are seeing? I mean, you have even measurable metrics that you're showing them that it reduces healthcare costs and increases productivity, motivation, self-confidence, all these wonderful results that come from joining your program. Absolutely. Because within the corporate wellness space, the average engagement rate is about nine to 10%. And I just think that's unacceptable seeing as how we're leading earth in obesity and 75%. What do you mean average engagement rate? Physical engagement? Yes. So let's say you have 10,000 employees, a 10% engagement rate, a thousand employees are only engaging in that corporate wellness program. And in actuality, to really drive that needle forward, you need at least a 20% engagement rate because when you have enough people bought in, it encourages other people to buy in. And my focus is to not only improve our nation's health, but it's also to combat obesity with the power of community. And in order to combat obesity, it requires senior leadership to empower their staff, their team members, and their employees to prioritize their health and well-being. So we'd like to focus on reducing healthcare costs, increasing engagement, reducing employee burnout, which millennials and Gen Z, they are suffering the worst. On average, 77% of Gen Z and millennials are unfortunately suffering from burnout. And most of them aren't even aware that they're in the midst of burnout. And since corporations are also looking for a competitive advantage, a competitive edge, Champions Yoga is a wellness ecosystem. So when your employees become a proud Champions Yoga member, they have access to our amazing partners like Pro Recovery Zone at the Biltmore, like Beauty Mark Lounge, the Savannah wellness resort and spa which is the number three spa in the u.s number six resort in the u.s deepak chopra and alicia keys are also behind their meditation practice we have partners like the wigwam out in litchfield three beautiful golf courses amazing adobe style suites and also paris style suites as well and then there's also Valley Ho and Andas Hotel as well. So we have a wide range of wellness experiences that we are literally hungry to offer our employees in Arizona. And we will not stop in just Arizona. This is only the first state 
that we are attacking at this time. We look to improve the health and well-being across the U.S. So we're going to continue to develop relationships, establish partnerships, and branch out so that employees, and whether they're in California, New York, Oregon, or Texas, if they become ill, if they go on workers' comp, their solution should not be taking pharmaceutical pills that are gonna have side effects that are gonna make them ill. Their solution should be preventative, holistic approaches to improve their health and well-being. So this is a remote program where someone can dial in remotely to live classes, right? Do you have recorded classes as well or how's it all set up? Yes, everything is accessible on championjoga.com. We have over 50 workout videos. We target, we target upper body, lower body, abs, and of course, legs as well for an emphasis. Our program emphasizes shoulders, core, and legs. I believe by having strong shoulders, a beautiful core, and also firm legs, that not only gives you the self-confidence and self-esteem to move forward, but that also gives you that inner conviction and wisdom to champion any adversity, because when you look good, you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you also have challenges and accountability and groups that you work with. So you're really kind of sharing the journey as a community, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a wellness champion of the month for the person that takes the most classes or takes the most virtual online classes with us as well. So we want to incentivize and encourage people to participate in as many champion yoga classes, programs, challenges as possible. And we also encourage our participants to bring a friend, bring a loved one, have a family member also join as well. We want to offer these benefits to the entire household, not just to the employee. I love it. That's so good. And you're doing some live events, right? You just had a live event this past weekend. How did that go? We had a virtual event. It was, was yes, it was virtual. It was mindful motivation, how to avoid burnout. We had the mayor of Tempe show up. Corey, appreciate you. Yes. And some of our amazing partners like the Savannah Resort, they gave away complimentary two night stays. For people just tuning in, Wigwam gave away a wellness package and a complimentary night. Pro Recovery Zone, ladies and gentlemen, in the Biltmore gave away one free service to every attendee that showed up. And their services range from red light therapy, IV, cryotherapy, compression massages, percussion guns, you name it. Pro Recovery Zone is a one-stop shop to support all of your health and wellness needs. And we look forward to putting more on more virtual events towards that easy. You wake up, you log on, you attend a educational session with myself and my team, and you receive free wellness perks and benefits we're looking to making achieving your healthiest life as easy as possible. I love that. That's so great. I didn't realize you gave away all those freebies too. That's so awesome. And we'll have links to all of those partners you work with in our show notes too. So everybody can find pro recovery zone, wigwam and all of the other places that you mentioned that are your wonderful partners. So that's great. Uh, anything new coming on the horizon that you want to share about Champions Yoga? 
I will begin teaching in-person classes at the Churchill Phoenix starting this Sunday, June 13th at 9.30 a.m. So for anyone that is in the Phoenix area, if you guys are looking to begin your champion's journey, we could do so together at 9.30 a.m. at Churchill. I hope you don't mind hugs, high fives, lots of laughs, and good vibes. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's so fun. Everybody needs to go. Charles's yoga class is like a religious experience. It's awesome. It's life-changing. It's so good, so fun. Best music. And he calls us all champions. And you feel like a champion when you're there. It's so good. So I love it. Couple more quick questions. What book are you reading now? Do you have a good book? You and I are always sharing books that inspire us. It's on your night table these days. I am reading uh, Awaken the Spine by uh, Verna Deli. I have that book referred to me by uh, Peter Rupti, who's with Columbia. He's a lifelong yoga practitioner. And uh, that book has honestly even awakened uh, my, my mind to the lifelong benefits that extend beyond the yoga mat. So I, I encourage anyone for those that are listening, if you have not given yourself the opportunity to step on a yoga mat, perhaps you could start by reading Awakening the Spine so that you could really you know, get a bird's eye view of all of the benefits that can come your way aside from being flexible, because that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a mind, body, spirit thing, for sure. It is. It, it's a party. Okay, one more question. What song is on your playlist these days that is super fun that you want to share with everybody? Ah, one song that is, oh my goodness. You have so many good ones. I mean, I've shazammed like a million songs in your classes. They're so good. (sighs) Marvin Gaye. I love Marvin Gaye. You have that. that. We're we're going to go down that path. Uh, Inner City Blues by Marvin Gaye. Okay. Inner City Blues. That that song. What about a hip hop one or rap? You know, Hop by Gunna. Is, is always a banger. <laughs> always. I need a new one. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always fun talking to you. We have the best conversations and I love what you're doing with Champions Yoga. It's just really what our world needs these days to focus on ourselves to focus on wellness to feel better to just have a better life experience and that's really an awesome portal into that it's a good beginning for people I think beautiful Nina I appreciate your time I absolutely love what you're doing with see the upside I'm very excited to see you continue on your podcast journey and real estate journey as well meaning you're <laughs> You are doing so much to humanity and I am beyond grateful that we've crossed paths and I look forward to continuing to support you and the people that you continue to impact along the way. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for joining today's episode of See the Upside podcast. For more details about today's guest and show notes and links, visit our website at seetheupside.com. 
You can find us on Instagram at c.theupside and Facebook at c.theupside. If you love today's show, please spread the light by giving us a rating or sharing it with a friend. We appreciate you so much and love sharing the positivity with anyone who could be inspired by it. We're all on a beautiful journey and it's so much more fun doing it together and sharing our stories with each other along the way. Can't wait till next time.